black magic has me in its spell That old black magic that you weave so well Those icy fingers up and down my spine The same old witchcraft when your eyes meet mine The same old tingle that I feel inside And then that elevator starts to ride And down and down I go Round and round I go Like a leaf that's caught in the tide I should stay away But what can I do? I hear your name And I'm a flame A flame with such A burning desire That only a kiss Can put out the fire For you're the lover I've waited for To make that fate Had me created for And every time Your lips meet mine Darling, down and down I go In a spin, loving the spin I'm in Under that old black magic called love I should stay away, but what can I do? I hear your name, and I'm a flame A flame with such a burning desire That only your kiss can put out the fire For you're the lover I have waited for The mate that fate had me created for Every time your lips meet mine Darling, down and down I go Around and around I go in a Loving the sin I'm in Under that old black magic love. Greetings and blessings A couple queen Nadia, how are you? I say Uh, we having a little technical difficulty. I'm not hearing our caller, our hostess, actually. Greetings and blessings. Uh-oh, blog talk is having difficulties again, you guys. Let me see. Greetings and blessings. It is very difficult with this blog talk, and I'm not blaming blog talk, but I am having very much challenges with electrical appliances. So I did not try to fix anything. 
So I'm dialing the Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Good idea. I say, you know what? It's not You're available. At the tone, I, please record your message. When you... Girl, Greetings, Queen Mother. Can you hear me? Yes, finally. Challenges, challenges. Yeah. Challenges with this. You know what? Yesterday I blew up a toaster. Don't ask me how. But I, <laughs> I was down in the basement. All of a sudden I hear all these alarms and stuff. And the couch is smoking, smoking. That dog on toaster did not jump up. It just burnt. So the bread was like little crispy things. Oh, my goodness. Today I had problems with um, my heater in the room because it's cold in the basement, <laughs> despite what people say Minnesota is still cold. <laughs> right. So that broke. So I'm just really challenged today. But I give thanks for you, and I give thanks for all of us. I give thanks awesome. for the conversation awesome. that we had. And I thank all of the listeners that have been tuning in and really getting a flair and a flavor of, you know, what we do. And we're on this planet to make it better, Ashe. So I give thanks and honor this day. Well, you know, as we said before, we we don't always agree, and, and everybody has their own individual perspective on different things, but I think when we come together with a certain camaraderie of wanting peace and prosperity and growth for not only ourselves but for each other, we okay. get accomplished, you know. If you come with the intent to walk away with something positive, you always do. You know, so I come to this show with humility um, to share with people, you know, to gain and to give. And that's what it's about, you know. And everybody has their own perspectives on, on how they do things, you know. So we don't always have to agree, you know, but we come in a in a good spirit, you know, to fellowship with each other and that type of thing. Hopefully that's what, you know, the intent is when people join us, you know, because I would like for everybody to walk away with a positive feeling, whether they feel the information shared was pertinent to their particular situation or not. You know, you'll never leave leave a circle of sharing in the spirit of love. You can never leave empty-handed if you come with those intentions. So with that said, that's how I'd like to start the show, where, you know, that's made plain. Those are intentions here. I should. So, Queen Mother, we had an amazing talk with Sherry on her show, which is Mind, Body, and Soul, that comes on Wednesday night. Um, at 7, but she's pushed it up till 8. That's what she let us know. But originally, all the shows were airing at 7, and we had such a power-packed evening. Matter of fact, I think I was a little ADD at that point because when I went back and listened to the show, I was like, boy, I sure was doing a whole lot of talking. (laughs) (laughs) 
Because her show was about um, illusions, doing away with illusions, you know, in our life. And at the end, I think we were speaking about creation, creating things, right, bringing things into existence, the hand that we can have in those things. And I thought that very much tied into everyday magic. I see. You know, is Sherry with us now? No, she hasn't gotten on yet. Okay. Yeah. So um, figured that you and I, in the meantime, we can kind of pick up from there and as well incorporate, you know, whoever else is on, you know, in a little bit and, and get their input as well. Well, you but, know, one of the things you haven't done is, I know I haven't done it, is to promote the show as much as possible. And um, you have felt the energy shift, and the energy shift is moving. So we got to get on what we need to do. So, you know, as people join us or, or as they not, the purpose of tonight is for you to bring forth some of those things that help to move illusions so that you could deal with yourself or we, you know. Mm-hmm. can talk about the magical things within us that manifest, right. you know, the opening that we need to know in order to break through the illusions. Exactly. Yeah, well, of course, that's going to affect the, um, anybody's ability to manifest if they're operating under the illusion of certain conditions or circumstances that are going on, you know, and that includes um, that includes working with an energy that is being misrepresented or misinterpreted. So that kind of all falls back to illusions, as you said. You know, oh, but my question is, you know, because when we're dealing with things, you have your collective and then you have your individual. Where does one draw the line as to what is an illusion or what is just their interpretation of a certain set of circumstances? Well, you know, since you've been talking, you've had other people join in. So you want me to mm-hmm. open the line? Sure. Sure, you know. Um, they can feel free. Walk seven. Greetings nine one four. Greetings seven two zero. Shelly, right? Greetings, ladies. Yes, this is. Hi. Hi. Greetings. Nice I to said. hear from you this evening. We're we're talking about um, how illusions affect our ability to practice our magic or manifest our power, 
to influence and create. And I was just asking Queen Mother, this is one of the things that I think about because I'm constantly psychoanalyzing everything, sometimes to a fault. But I was wondering, you have your collective and you have your individual. What, what do you guys think is the difference between um, buying into an illusion or just your individual perception or understanding of a situation? How do we know what is what? Say I go to do a spell um, for something that I think is going on. What if I'm doing a spell or I'm manifesting or manifesting or, or, or inf- trying to affect the circumstances of something that doesn't even really exist? How does that affect my magic? How does it, that affect what's going on? as opposed to what if I'm doing a spell based on my personal interpretation. Like, how do we know what is what? What's real, quote, unquote, and what's fake? You know, you could be doing a spell because you think someone's out to get you. What if that's just an illusion, or what if you're misinterpreting what's going on in the situation? How does that tie in with what we're actually doing? You know, so I think about those type of things. You know, I I wonder, like, you know, how does one know? There should be a set set of uh, guidelines that should be able to help us wade through our ego. Because I I blame a lot of that on ego. Well, are we answering that? Yes, please do. Hey, Sherry. Hi, everyone. This is Sherry. Hi, guys. Hi, Queen. I stay Queen. I stay Queen. Oh, I stay. Yes, ma'am. How are you guys? We're doing well. I want to extend the greetings to everyone online that's with us. And the question that I pose is it's up for everyone, whoever chooses to chime in. You know, and I give it a go and, and try to impart some knowledge. Sure, go for yeah, it. Yeah, I wanted to answer that. Um, for me, I look at myself. I study myself. And see, whenever it was an illusion, I always knew it was an illusion. Um, mm. But the problem is, is that my reality showed something different than the illusion that I wanted to adopt over the reality. You get it? And I think for the most part, we are aware that it is an illusion, that it's not the reality, but we have something in mind that we prefer. So we set that up as the reality in the illusion of that, not realizing that that illusion for us eventually becomes a reality only because we are wanting it to be that. But then there's a part of us, which is the God side of us, that knows the truth. And that's where the conflict comes in. That's where your self-accusing spirit begins to test, like, look, come on now. You could play this game if you want, but you know the reality here. You could say that you want this to be taking place, but this is the deal. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think... 
think what happens is we initially know. We do. We do. Right. Uh, we're so, um, how would you say, habitually used to doing it that it becomes dumb, and we even, you know, want or else we have in mind to be the, the real deal, you know? Okay. I've had um I've had clients come to me, one in particular, who wanted me to help them with some work, some spiritual work, um for them at the workplace. They felt they were uh, uh they were under an unjust scrutiny cushion on the job. Under attack. So you know, before I even um got into the practical side, which is you know doing the actual work, so well let me do a reading on you. Let me see, you know, if I can get a clearer picture on what's going on. Because as a person's talking, I usually get a sense of certain things before I even go into the next phase. But I wasn't picking that up. So I did the reading, and the reading kind of told me that it's this person that is initiating the hardship in the workforce. But, you know, I could already tell that this particular client was not wanting to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they they had already created their own illusion to absolve them of any responsibility in what was happening to them. So as an ethical spiritualist, I had to make a decision because it's like, I'm not going to take your money. You know, to perform something, I'm not going to buy into your illusion so as to do work. It doesn't need to be done. I say, but in another case uh, where that same thing may have come through the oracle, say, for instance, in Ifa, it may have said that. The client makes a decision whether or not they want to continue on with that illusion once you allow them you tell them the truth, you know. After a right. while, each lie becomes the truth. Right, that's right. That's the illusion. So it wasn't so much as something that was erected outside of the person as much as it was something that that person erected themselves, mm. you know. And fortunately, this person was very humble about the whole thing. And I said, well, listen, keep your money. Let's try something. Let's do some spiritual work on you and see how things change at the office. So we went that course, and it started, you know, right away they started to see a change. So then they came back, and then we did business based on the premise that you're not under attack. You were actually invoking a negative environment and very disagreeable relations based upon some things that were going on within you. You brought war to work with you every day. You came as a warrior. You took a battle stance as opposed to a stance that would embrace someone. So, you know, I let this person know you're actually manipulating the energy in your workplace. And that that spills over a lot into our personal lives. You can't think that you're this magician 
but that your power, <laughs> excuse me, you can't think that your power turns on and off. You are constantly moving energy with your thoughts, with your intent, you know, with your suspicions, with your insecurities, with your love, with your hate. All these things are constantly in motion all the time when it comes to what we draw and what we repel. And if we're delusional, then, you know, sometimes we'll be invoking things and not even be aware that it's us invoking them. We'll think it's somebody else. And then you'll find yourself doing unnecessary work, ineffective work. You'll think that you're not making any progress. You'll think that, oh, my ritual didn't work, or this tool doesn't work, or this crystal must be faulty. You know, and it's not that. It's actually that we're operating under an illusion. We're not working with the facts. So we're not going to get factual results in the things that we do. Shay, and we're not using our power also within a spiritual context of having the divine energy within us to mm-hmm. cause the good for our own state of mind. And that goes into the I. The I has to be stroked all the time. I always want to feel better, but it goes back to what the um, four agreements, is, you know, with don't take things personally. So mm-hmm. a lot of that has to do with how we think, how we feel, you know, how the energy, and we have to mm-hmm. learn to communicate energy, which gives us a head start, a good path, and the only way we could do that is calling on the higher power within ourselves to show us the good that's for us in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything anyone else would like to add as a spiritual practitioner? Okay, well, I want to... Um, I want to touch on, we had brought this up, and I don't know if you remember, Sherry, when you and Ia and I were talking, we started to get into creation. Into what? Creation. Oh. Remember I had posed a question to you, and you were like, oh, well, now you're talking about creation. Mm-hmm. You know, there's several different planes of what, and I think when you're addressing creation, right? So we have your spiritual form, we have the physical form of creation. Um, We have the emotional form. The emotional form, that's right. We have our ability to have faith in the strength of what we do and that the God inside of us and the God that created the whole world wants good things to happen to us. Mm Mm-hmm. And staying focused on that, because sometimes bad things happen, but it opens the door for other things to happen, you know? So Well, it, I want to put this out there for you, for everyone. What? If you don't believe that there is a supreme being or source that is at the center of all creation, how is it 
you know, and this, and this is this is mainly going for people that are set in their beliefs. How is it that those who don't buy into that type of thinking, how are they able to create the same as those that do embrace that type of thinking? Because I don't think the creator is prejudiced or her, he, she, whoever is prejudiced. I think that everyone has an equal right to do what their free will tells them they want to do. And some of us are in an illusion in our free will. It's like when you go back to the struggles that it took to raise black consciousness and to get black people to integrate among society, they missed out on beginning, uh, continuing to have uh, a collective force as far as a black consciousness, caring about what happens to black people. So as a as a, a offset, you have now that people are allowed to kill black people and it's not really that severe. Many black boys are going to jail. So you have all of these things going on, you know, and within that, we have our free will. If all of our wills was focused in the same direction, then these things would not happen. But we get into the illusion that say that I must do this or that I must do that and not really focus this on having one mind for the consciousness of a particular culture or people. We all know that we have transcended that in the 21st century. But if that consciousness had kept going, we would have been able to have the life that we want individually and as and collectively. Well, now that so that that goes back to my question because there are those individuals that are living in that capacity, and they are not <clears throat> they are not. Um, drawing on the same theology or philosophy or beliefs as others. So what I'm saying is, let's say we have Mary and we have Jane. Jane is a pagan. Mary is a Christian. Both Mary and Jane are thriving. They're productive. They're peaceful, loving people. They both live in bounty. One eats meat, one's a vegetarian. You see, we have all these different, um, how can I say, uh, we have these different personas that have been erected, and and people state, you know, mine is right because my God does so-and-so. And the other person is saying, well, I'm living the same life as you, and I don't believe in any God. I don't I I don't pay any tribute. I don't practice any of that. Let's say, let's take it another step. Let's say Mary's not a pagan. Mary is an atheist. I say. I what I'm saying is that to me personally, that ties into illusion because we have convinced ourselves that doing things one way, thinking one way is the only way to yield certain results. I say. And that's what leads us all. 
I mean, it's, it's, it's all in how, you know, the, the bottom line of it all is that we all are creators. So we all have the ability to create. You know, so one person having success and another person may not, um, how would you say, be, maybe in our eyes they might, they might not seem like they're worthy to have that success. And we may question, like, why do they have that success? They, they don't deserve that. Mm-hmm. But isn't that sounds ego, though? Though? That's yeah. not just ego to me, Sherry. Right. Right. You know, like what we, I think we sometimes we need to question what level of consciousness are we operating from? If, we, right. if we're dealing with ego-based emotional rhetoric, that doesn't affect the productivity of someone else. That Eventually, it'll hinder us. So if somebody thinks that they're already achieving peace and prosperity under the guise of ego, imagine if ego gets removed. Imagine what can really be accomplished. Imagine what we can accomplished as a um, a body of people moving in the same direction. You know, if we remove those illusions. Let's say us, spiritual practitioners. What if we removed our ego? Oh, mom, you got that bowl? I was going to okay. watch that with uh, oh, wait. that bowl. All right, I'm sorry. Okay. Um. So imagine if we all sat down, and I practice one way in my home. I, I may, like, Ian may be doing Ifa. Let's say I'm doing Santera, and let's say someone else is doing um, uh, Celtic or whatever the case may be, right? If we were all to remove those obstacles or those walls that we erected that separate us, and what if we all work towards a common goal? Like let's say healing the ocean, healing the waters. I say. You understand what I'm saying? Because say. that's where illusions, to me, they cause the most harm, is when they keep us all separate from joining our power together for the common good of creation. You know, perpetuating positivity and things of that nature. You know, so for somebody to say, you know, I do it this way, and, oh, you do it that way, and, you know, how far are we going to get if we continue to, to have these illusions, whether we make them or others put them up or whatever the case may be, at some point we have to access our higher selves which see through all of that, so that we can bring about big change. You know, and and that's what I'm thinking about. In order to do that, we have to see ourselves as a whole. And most people don't want to see themselves as a whole. In fact, you, you know as well as I do, there are many forces who are seeking to divide because they know that once that happens, see, some people don't want to get the power or 
their prosperity or different things of that nature from good means. They want to do it through lying and cheating and, um, how would you say, capitalizing off of other people's ignorance and keeping people enslaved and coveting information from people and, you, you know, so you have it's all kinds of those... Power and control. Power and control. Those are power and control. They want to control other people's world. Mm-hmm. They want power. Mm-hmm. So it depends... So, like my dear saying, if, if we could all get on the same page, that would be wonderful. But we first have to remove that element of those types of people. They they have to be totally eradicated. But in order yeah. to do that, we we all have to recognize their schemes because they're, they're treacherous. They have a lot of tricks, and they're very wise. See, you only can um, deceive and um, keep up illusions when you know the truth. So these people are very mm-hmm. wise. They know the truth. So they can manipulate and toy with the media and give the appearance of certain things, and they take things that are context. They take ideologies that are founded in truth and and harmony and peace and love, and they'll manipulate it. They'll take it out of context. And have the people actually following their agenda, and the people have no clue that they're following the agenda of of the enemy, of the Satan. I call them Satan, you know? Um, it's because the people, really deep down, the people are looking for someone to lead them when they don't understand that we have been removed from that era now. Now it's the time for self-leadership, but right. not self-leadership by tyrants, but self-leadership by people that are seeking to, um, what you say, um, aspire to a higher consciousness. Mm. You know, so that's what the problem was with the whole um, story behind Jesus and the Pharisees and the Sadducees is that Jesus had a certain ideology about Christ consciousness. Right. And the, the political system that was around him didn't want that. They didn't want the people to aspire to their Christ consciousness. So what they did was they took, they took different things that Jesus spoke, different statements, aphorisms that he would make, they took it out of context so that they could have the people follow their agenda. And their agenda was that they wanted to manipulate the system based on treachery and failing and thievery and all of that. Exactly. So it's, it's deep My, when you look at the bigger scheme of things. It's really heavy. You have so how does that affect our everyday magic if we buy into different things that are not um, true? How does that affect us? When we go to create on a daily and invoke, how, how, because how, how, even how even that? those of us that um even those of us that'll say, well, I'm not a Christian or I'm not Jewish or I'm not Muslim or I'm I'm just a spiritualist and I don't I haven't picked anything. Mm-hmm. On some level, you, you we do practice something. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it comes a time when I think that that can be a hindrance if we're not conscious. I'm not saying that this one's right, this one's wrong. I'm saying if on some level we do not acknowledge that we are buying into some system, because even if you're a person that says I'm an atheist, you just bought into a collective consciousness, a specific type of collective consciousness. 
So for those that say, oh, I'm a pagan, or I'm Wicca, or I'm a witch, you have just, you, you can't complain about other people buying into something because you just did. When you classified yourself and you chose to practice, so when you set up altars, guess what? You're considered a pagan, even though in the church there's altars. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and these religious and, and institutions, yeah. they all have altars. Yeah. But when you set See, one up in your home, you're now a pagan. <laughs> but, Nidea, it goes back to what I was saying earlier is that the wicked deceivers are so wise that here it is. They'll use the same thing you're using, but when you use it, they call it something else. Exactly. <laughs> and, and now here's the illusion. Here's the illusion, and this, I'm going to tie it all together real quick because I know everybody's saying, so what does it have to do with everyday magic? Here's where it does. Because if some is on some level, you buy into the illusion that you are secular, that you are separate from the collective consciousness of those who embrace their higher selves. If you're the one practicing in the dark, if your altar is in your closet <laughs> so that nobody can see it, <laughs> if you take whatever, um, you hide your herbs, you hide your, uh, your mojo bags, if you hide your shells, if you're walking around and you don't feel that you can be yourself, on some level you have adopted the illusion that you're doing something wrong or taboo. Not and sure. that affects your power. You are not walking in the light. You're in the shadows. So that's what it has to do with everyday magic. That's how the illusions affect you. The fact that you can't sit in a conversation at the bus stop where people are talking about Jesus, and you can't be like, yeah, because um, um, the goddess Isis, blah, blah, blah. Because you, you can't say that. Because you know what? Every, it's, you're sitting in a group and you're evil, quote, unquote. But this same group is actually practicing a lot of the things that you do. I see. That has just affected your power. You have to, it's like you went from uh, your dial was turned up to 10 and you muted yourself so that you could fit into this environment, this illusion of a system that makes us, those that practice magic, either crazy, wicked, you know, or whatever the case may be. Whatever makes us tabloid and quote-unquote evil. That's how it ties in. So if you think that you have escaped, you know, the common illusions that surround us, but you're still in the closet, then no, you haven't. You're still buying into those illusions because your fear of being yourself and embracing your spirituality is based in an illusion. There's really nothing to fear. There's really nothing to fear. So that's why I brought this up tonight, everybody. That, That is the link with your magic. If you have to hide, then yeah. You're not, you're not in your full potential. 
you're not operating in your, as Sherry would say, your authentic self. You know, I'm at a point, and I'm not judging you. I'm just letting you know. I'm not judging you. It's not whether you're right or wrong. Let's talk about the facts. Forget opinions. If you're operating in fear, under an illusion, then you're not, you're not operating in your full glory. And, no, you don't have to shout it from the rooftop, but if you can't be yourself, that's not good. That's not good. So when you question why certain things are not working, spiritual work that you're doing, take a step back and take a good look in, at everything in its entirety. It's not, just, it's not only about the words we speak. It's not only about the herbs we use, the oils, you know, the rituals that we do. It's not just about utilizing the phase of the moon or the sun. Or, no, we have to look at things at, at its entirety. When things don't go right in my life, the first thing I do is turn to CSI. I got to retrace my steps. I'm talking about forensics. I'm testing things. I'm checking this out because I know it, it's probably several different reasons why I didn't get or yield my, my spell or my invocation or ritual didn't yield the results that I want. You know, I don't. First thing I don't do is I don't look all around me and you know look in a point finger. First thing I say is let me check myself out. Let me retrace my steps. Let me look at all the materials I use. Let me check the top and let me see if what I was trying to invoke goes against natural law or universal law. Was I, was I operating in harmony or was I directly going against the natural order of things? And then I get my answer. It doesn't take long. What did I do this under the guise of fear or anger or uh, you know what came to mind when you said that? What happened? Did you guys see that man the last one that they did? Which one? Remember how? Uh, I think it's the last fat movie. Remember the last fat? You're breaking up, Sherry. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. It just seems like you go okay, in and out. Okay, you can hear me clearly now? Yes. Going in and out still? No, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, the last Batman movie where okay. he was in prison, when he mm-hmm. was in prison, he had to break through the illusion. That that was pretty heavy because he didn't know that he was caught up in an illusion. He thought it was the outside circumstances. So he... If you notice, he spent a lot of time in that prison going within because he had to learn that it was him. He was the one that was stopping him, and it was his fear. Mm. And he was also going against the natural order of life. And he said it in that, in that movie. They said exactly those words. And mm. it's just, you know, it's just heavy because we all in our lives are at a point where we are in an era where a separation is absolutely taking place on all levels. We are at war 
and we don't even realize that we're at war. And the war we're thinking is a physical war. It's beyond a physical war, even though it's partly physical. It's a spiritual war that is taking place. And now you see the, um, yeah, you see the internal conflicts of the things that are inside of you coming out. And those who are seeking to, um, how would you say, go, go towards the light and clean themselves up, they're going to realize that they're going to have to break through Maya. They're going to have to break through the illusion to do that. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's a heavy thing that's taking yeah, place. Yeah, because you can't so reach your full potential. You, you can't. That's right. You can't. That's it's right. the difference between doing something by accident or doing something on purpose. Which will mm-hmm. yield more results? Which, in which mindset will you be more successful? As a person that practices magic, you know, do you wanna do you wanna walk through life where you only get results by accident? Meaning I don't know how I did that, I don't know why that happened. Or do we what you wanna know what led me to where I'm at in life with my spirituality? I got tired of not knowing why things happened. So I started to investigate, I wonder how much I can influence this. You know, I used to sit around and say, I always know certain things before they happen. That's how it started for me. It started like that, and it started with people coming to me and saying, you know what, remember what you said two weeks ago? Well, it happened exactly how you said it. And I'm talking about things like, you know, I would talk to somebody, and because I wasn't consciously, deliberately doing it, I would speak on things as if they had already taken place, not knowing that they hadn't. So I would, like, see a person and I would say, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry about what happened. And they're looking at me like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, yeah, you know, walking in on your girlfriend and the man that was in your bed. And and they're like, that didn't happen. And I'm like, wait a minute. You you didn't walk (laughs) in and catch your girlfriend? In the bed with someone, they're like, no, what the hell are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, it must have been a dream. And they'll come mm. to me two weeks later and be like, what the hell was that? <laughs> mm. I just walked in on my girlfriend. <laughs> so know, you, have a lot of, you had the premonition. Yeah, so they were like, how did you know that was going to happen? And I was like, I didn't know it was going to happen. I thought it already happened. And wow. they look at me like, you know, and I, uh, I lost a lot I, of I never heard that part before, like how you're saying that people actually feel like it already happens and it didn't happen yeah, like, well, I usually hear people I'll say it before things, it happens, they know. No, I'll see things or I'll know something, but I, I, because I wasn't operating in a deliberate manner, I wasn't mm-hmm. conscious of my ability. I wasn't conscious oh, of what was okay. happening. So okay. I was talking to them like, yeah, you know, like it, I'm sorry yeah. that you lost your job on Saturday. They were like, I didn't lose my job. And I was like, oh, oh, oh that must have been a dream. And then they'll <laughs> oh come back goodness. to me a month later or they'll, I'll run into them and they'll be like, you know, that next Saturday I got laid off. Huh. And I was like, oh. And they'll be looking at me and I lost a lot of friends that way because they're like, you're a witch or you're evil. Hmm. They thought I was hmm. making these things happen. Wow. So after a while, I got tired of that, and I got curious, and I was like, I wonder if I can do that when I want to. I wonder if I start 
doing other things can I develop the ability to have those visions when I want or have that knowing? Mm. And it doesn't always work. It doesn't always happen. You know, it's not right. a 100% thing. But I realize that I have power. I have dominion over my divine self. It's not an outside resource. It's not in a religion. It's not in a group, a clique, a clan, a coven. It's not in that. Not to say there's not power in numbers. But I learned that I have an innate ability to do certain things when I want to, not because you ordained me to. Not because I prayed and the spirit came upon me, you know. No, I have an ability, Nadia, the God in Nadia, the goddess in Nadia, and I can call on that archetype anytime I feel like it. I don't need your blessing. I don't need you to um ordain me. I don't need your covering. I just am. You know what I'm saying? And that is I embraced my power. I started to operate with a purpose, and not a purpose in your group. My own purpose. I was born with a purpose. We were all born with our That's own right. purpose. And if everybody was to fall off the planet tomorrow, you still have your own purpose. You have your own power. If they take away all our books, you can't take away my divine self. That's the I came here with that. That's okay. part of my creation. That's right. But if I operate under the illusion that only through the uh, permission of something or someone else can I be divine, I'm I'm selling myself short. Hmm. And that's the illusion. <laughs> that's the illusion. I'm not saying be, don't be part of something. Everybody's not meant to be solitary and a loner. And I'm not saying that. Be part of your church base. Be part of your mosque, your temple, whatever. But don't let anything take away the knowledge that you in yourself, you're a temple. You're a powerful being. Sure. That knowing and that knowledge resides within you. Everything else complements you. So when I pick up a book and that book speaks to me, you know why? Because it's complementing the divine wisdom that already resides within me. You pick up a wand, you pick up a crystal, anything that resonates with you, it's resonating with what lies within you. That's right. That's right. right. The power is not in your crystal by itself. By itself, that's it's right. It needs you. It needs you. <laughs> that's that's why you you are that made up of words. the composition. That's just pink. That's right. Not you only that, that, they're made up the composition of ghost crystals. <laughs> I've seen people invoke under all religions and philosophies. Some successful, some are not. But I knew that it's not just that incantation that came out your Bible. It's not just that ayat that came out of your Quran or that particular passage in your Torah. No, it was already within you. The power was there. What, yeah, what everything else just added to what was going on. I seen a woman protect her. I saw a video. Some man was trying to abduct a baby from a mother's arms on the train. And this woman started reciting scripture from her Bible. <laughs> 
And, and of course, he failed, and he had to go about his way, unsuccessful. I see. Now, was it, was it her belief system that worked, or was it the belief system that supported her power that was, that was at work? And I, I think that's how the enemy operates. That's how they take away our ability to conjure and manifest and invoke, because they try to make us think that, it lies on the outside, not the inside. That's right. So if I think my power is coming from an outside source, that gives you power because you can cut off my outside source. You can take away my books. You can burn down the temple. You know, you can do all these things. A group of people can get together and say, guess what? You're out of the club. You're out of the coven. You're out of the, um, the faith-based, you know, community. You're, we're uninitiating you. <laughs> And you walk away, you know, and you're spiritually castrated now. (laughs) You know, so that's how illusion affects our magic. Break through the illusion that you are not powerful without somebody else's uh, confirmation. Break through that. When I was going to catechism classes and I was frequenting a church and they told me you're a prophetess but you need to operate under us. You need a covering. And you can only prophesize when we say you should prophesize because you're being prostituted spiritually. And I was thinking to myself, holy cow. You know, there's there's a new pimp on the block. And they're trying to get me to work for them. Is this how it goes down? <laughs> now, I'm not attacking the religion. I'm saying those individuals try to use religion to manipulate and control me and to cut off my power. That's right. I remember, I remember you telling me this story. Yeah, you know. So, you know, um, be part of something, but don't. Don't give up your individuality. Don't give your power away to an illusion that you're being sold. Never do that. Because you won't be as successful. You will not be as successful. And there are those that are manifesting wonderful, great deeds and things right now, and they are part of groups. But I'm saying on a grand scale because those groups might tell you you can't interact with me or you can't interact with the other group, you know, because you're part of this group. So it's like, oh, no, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't go around those people because, you know, my savior is so-and-so. Or then you take them, oh, no, I don't deal with church people because they're silly or that that's a lot. You know, all these little illusions that are erected. So we don't come together as a whole to bring about global change. And that goes back to the people that sit around and say, if your religion is so right, why are we still having trouble? If your magic is so powerful, why are you still broke? Or why are people still starving? Or why is this... You know why? Because of illusions, because of fear, because of separation. That's why. Because we don't operate as a whole. 
nature operates as a whole, as a collective. We're not following creation. We're doing the complete opposite. The sun doesn't say, oh, no, I'm not shining, you know, light over there because they worship the moon. You know, nature doesn't operate like that. The wind doesn't say, I'm not going to blow over there because that part of the planet is cold, so I'm not going to blow there. It's so foolish. Where do we get these type of ideologies from that keep us from walking in our real glory, our higher selves? Illusion. It's, it's all an illusion. And why do people cling to those illusions? Because they're scared. It's just, you know, it's fear-based, you know. So I, I wanted to share that with you guys this evening, you know, because that's serious. A lot of you are having problems financial. A lot of you are having problems relationship-wise. Um, just manifesting, and you and you are really steadfast in your practice. You're like, I, I, make, I pour libations to my ancestors. I light my candles. I, I burn, I do my smudging. I do this, you know, and I do this ritual. and not, It's just not working. You know, step back and check out what other things are going on in your life that are making you delusional. What illusions are making you delusional? Okay. And then you, you know, and, and reformulate your 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 message there, and you probably will see some. I'm not saying um, instantaneously things will, you know, like, you know, poof and it'll appear, but you'll see a change. You'll see a change. You will, in your works. You know. What time is it here? What what kind of time are we working with? We have eleven minutes. Oh, is I'm there sorry. anything that anyone else wants to add or or maybe put on the table? You know, and share. It could be an experience. It can be a perspective. And don't worry about oh, it doesn't agree with what I said or what because that's not what this format is. I, you know, this is not about you know agreeing with everything. All lines are open, so. Just know your line is open, so at any point, if you feel like joining in, by all means, join in. You know. But, um, okay, on another note, you know, until somebody maybe wants to speak or whatever, Shelly, let me ask you this. Because you said you know when it's an illusion. What are some of the things that you think contribute to your awareness? Is Sherry still there, Ian? Yes, yeah, Sherry's still there. Okay, Sherry. maybe she had to step away from Hey, what happened over there? I was saying, Sherry, you earlier you said that you know when it's an illusion, when something is an illusion. What okay, is it? I can't hear what you just said. You said you know when something is an illusion. Yes, Why do you know? What's that? Why? Why do you know? What aids you in in knowing? Um, well, usually the first indicator is my feelings. 
something just don't feel right. You know? And your mm-hmm. feelings don't lie. They they tell you that something's not right. You know? Um, but I think what happens is it's, it's hard to break those illusions sometimes because those illusions are part of, um, they make up your patterns that you've had for so long. And it's just, it's, it's so, it's something that you've always done. It's habitual. So it's, it's kind of like you're addicted to it, you know, until you break down. It still continues to um, play itself out. Mhm. Okay. Because, like, for me, I, I'm with you with the emotional aspect. It's like you say, feelings don't lie. But for me, I always make sure there's a step two and three. So the first thing I have is my, um, my feelings, and then the next I try to look for things that support my feelings, facts. Right. Because if the facts don't support what I'm feeling, then I have to question where those feelings coming from, especially as an empath. Right. It's very it, it can get it can get um hard sometimes to distinguish is that feeling coming from me or am I picking up and am I tuned into another frequency and am I picking right. up that? So right. then I start like if I'm walking around and I'm feeling particularly depressed you know, I sit down and I'm like, okay, what's going on? Has there been some changes in life? What's going on right now? And if I sit down and I can't put my finger on a reason to be walking around feeling so melancholy, right away I say, okay, uh, let me look at who's around me and how they're feeling and what's going on in their life because this really doesn't make any sense. Or sometimes I can, you know, like I'll go to sleep with the TV on. And I'll be wake, I'll wake up feeling some kind of way, and I have to wonder, like, why the heck would I wake up feeling that way? And I have to realize, like, oh, mm-hmm. the key was on when I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Stuff. You know? Or even music. What kind of music was playing? Why did I have that dream? You know, why do well, I feel you, this you, way? That's something that you're talking about, you know, those outside things that could be contributing because... I know for me, I went on a hiatus for seven years um, because I didn't want other people's stuff in my head, especially mm-hmm. um, regarding music because I know that it's it's highly suggestive and mm-hmm. with people of rhythm. And when you're people of rhythm, you just got to be careful what kinds of things you're letting into your mind. And That's I started right. to feel like other people's stuff, you know, like whatever they were going through, it became my thing was going through. And I was like, that mm-hmm. ain't even me. That's how that's I right. stuff. That's their stuff. But it was hard for me to break away from it because the, the melody kept playing in my head. And you know how that melody is, like that song plays right. over and again and again, and you're trying to with it. And you're like, damn, I can't get this out of my head. That's why we just have to be very, very careful. With, you know, with one thing, the last week, or it was the week before, I was sitting down um, playing with my children. And I looked up and I said to my husband, I said, the whiz is on because I can't get, you can't win out my head, right? And I was like, is somebody watching the whiz in the house? And he was like, no. And I was like, it's on. I promise you it's on. So he meticulously flipped through every channel. And he was like, it's not on. 
And I was like, oh, why? Because I keep hearing that song. It's just me playing in my head. You can't mm. win. Mm. Right? And then later, the next day, he was like, guess what's on? And I was like, what? He was like, the whiz. Mm. <laughs> so this is on Facebook. Mm. And I was like, oh, wow. And then I started mm. to think about frequencies and broadcasting and how, mm. you know, frequencies frequencies transcend time and space. Mm-hmm. You know, they say sometimes you can hear something in the past that already happened, or you can hear things that have not come to pass yet because they're, right. they're sound waves, they're frequencies. They're mm-hmm. not limited to the things that we've come up with, such as space mm-hmm. and time. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, that's, that's right. probably why I heard it, because it was coming on. Mm-hmm. It was being broadcast Central Eastern Time, or you know how they have these different yeah. time zones. I was like, in some time zone, it was playing. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, so I was like, wow, I wonder how yeah. that affects us on so many different levels. Right. We, it's like when you yeah. have a premonition, because that thing is already in play. So imagine if you're listening to fear, if somebody's broadcasting fear, check out how these these beasts are. They're broadcasting fear, and then they're feeding us fear, literally in our food. The chemical that induces the emotion, fear. So I'm eating it, I'm listening to it, man. And then on top of that... I'm surrounded by people who are indulging in that. So we have to do things on the daily that that kind of protect us from that. You can't walk around and think just because you don't acknowledge something, it's not taking place because it is. And that's the dangerous part to me. When you refuse to acknowledge, when people stick their head in a hole in the ground, I I used to always tell my cousin, like, I call them security risks. You're a security risk to me. <laughs> if you're the one that walks around and is like, there's no such thing as racism, there's no such thing as, you know, evil, and da da da. And I'm just, I'll be like, holy shit, I don't want you for a neighbor. <laughs> you know, I don't want you in my house. You're a security risk. I'm not saying walk around paranoid. But damn it, you know, if it's raining, say it's raining. And it's, like, it's oh, kind of like, it's kind of like the general orders that's given. Walk your post in a perfect manner, keeping always on the alert. Mm-hmm. Why was that mm-hmm. given? <laughs> you right. know? I mean, these things that they give you are for a reason. It's saying, look, don't be walking around with your head to the clouds. <laughs> you better pay attention. You yeah. better keep them in the yeah, That's right. We are surrounded things. We're surrounded by things, and you just have to acknowledge that. That doesn't mean we have to be of it. But we're surrounded by things. Mm-hmm. But if you will not even acknowledge that outside of your door there is somebody waiting with a bat to hit you upside your head, and you take no precautions, then you get hit upside the head. You know what I'm saying? It's like that don't mean you got to be in your house shaking and crying and all God. And that doesn't mean you have to say, well, I'm never going back outside because it's a person out there with a bat. That, to me, that's that post-traumatic slave disorder crap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying operating that, but 
I don't know sometimes. I don't understand, you know, even when dealing, I, I tried to get away from uniformed religion because I felt like that was the, the basic foundation of all of them, fear. What's going to happen to you if you don't do what I tell you? If you don't believe what I say, believe. If you don't recite this, if you don't walk this way and talk this way and sit it, and I wanted to get away from that, right? You got even to realize that all of those are lies that people tell you so they can control you. But even that, because you know what I think, what because I try to figure out why people embrace certain things. Why do I embrace certain things? I think what can be deceiving is when you yield results in that state of mind. That's what's confusing. But that's because you didn't realize that you yielded those results because you're the power. It's not an outside power. So if I give my power away and I think that everything else is the source of my success, then, of course, when I achieve something, I'm going to give the glory to what? Not myself. I'm going to give it to something or someone else because, obviously, it's working. That's the mentality, right? So if I say I worship cats and I got my cat altar up all day and I pray to my cat and I sit a bowl of milk in front of my little statue of my cat, you know, and I say, oh, cat, I need a raise. (laughs) And I go to work and I get a raise, what do you think I'm going to give the glory to? My cat. My cat statue did that. And that's why people think. That's how people think. If it works, it must be right. I see. But to me, what's scary is when it doesn't work, you still give the glory to that thing. That's the crazy, spooky part to me. Well, you know, you know what, what the- I'm saying? I'm still putting my bowl of milk and thanking my cat. I thank you, cat, even though I wanted a raise and I went and I got fired. You know best, Miss Cat. <laughs> you know, my cat knows best, and I'm going to for a reason. So I'm giving thanks to my cat, even for me being unemployed, homeless, and starving. Thank you, Cat. All right. That's well, guys, I, I don't mean to interrupt you because you got me cracking up in this background. <laughs> we working on time, element, and I want to make sure you get in the way to contact you. I want to make sure that um, Queen Shelly is contacted. And I want to give, uh, you know, um, acknowledgement because Dallas Yvette was online. You know, unfortunately, I want to tell you that this is such a powerful conversation that, I mean, dialogue, uh, that Blog Talk Radio is experiencing issues with the guest line. So okay. working on it, but it continues to say that. Use the outdoor features to dial your guests if you have any issues connecting. So I know that, um, you know, what we're talking about is some heavy-duty stuff because this always happens when the um, power. Context is so, yeah. 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 Yes. Anything empowering to yes. everyone listening. We yes. have difficulties. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so I'm going to say uh, my piece real quick. I'm Nadia Amonet Hotep uh, Clayhar on Facebook. Um, I am also, if you are interested in 
any type of work, or you can contact me through Dawn of Divinity on Facebook. Um, Ia, we haven't officially changed the name on Facebook of the Yoruba no. House of Worship. But it's so Ifa. there's still that it's Ifa. But oh. if you go to pull it up on Facebook, you're going to be looking for Yoruba House of Worship. And I can be contacted. Queen Mother Ia can be contacted as well. Um, we have Everyday Magic, which comes on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Ia, can you give the number real quick? 347-989-0180. Okay, and um, I'm going to give Sherry an opportunity, who is the creator of Mind, Body, and Soul Connections, to give you her information as well. Okay. That's um, um, the call-in number for the Block Talk Radio site. It's every Wednesday. It was 7 p.m. We're changing it to 8 p.m. every Wednesday. It's 215-383-3903. And on Facebook, you can catch, check me out at Living the First Life on Facebook. Bliss, B-L-I. Is Goddess, is Goddess Yvette still on? No, she's, all, she's uh, one of those people that uh, dropped off. Quite a few people dropped off. So I'm really sorry. I apologize. It always happens when uh, Blog Talk uh, hears that we're doing anything. Because that was this carried on from yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was a, uh, a discussion from yesterday. So uh, we have uh, Hot Topics with Mama Yay Yay tomorrow at 9. PM Eastern Eastern Standard Time and uh, I don't know this Sunday I'm gonna to try to have a uh, another show Hour of Power so I definitely um, love these dialogues the empowering thank you so much Goddess uh, Nadia for just opening up that door and thank you Goddess. Sherry, for uh, really bringing us home on this thing. I mean, the the seed was planted when you started. It just was like, wow, attraction. <laughs> Definitely true. Um, well, I always enjoy conversing with, with you guys. Well, I didn't hear what either one of y'all said. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry, I said ahead. it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure yes. conversing with you guys. Always, and, always. Um, yeah, just the energy and building to build, and I'm glad I have someone else to build with other than my cousin, my dear. <laughs> and um, <laughs> all of you other um, listeners, um, it is my pleasure to be in your company. I feel your energy and your spirit, and you're wanting mm-hmm. more. And I just encourage you to continue to show up and you'll get a whole lot more nuggets from Nidea and Ia. And we want to thank them for their show and coming on and giving us this wonderful broadcast. Ashe. Um, Ia, can you end this with a positive prayer um, tonight's show? Ashe, Ashe, giving honor and thanks for the universal creative force that created us all. Thank you for the knowledge, wisdom, 
and understanding that was given here today. Allow us to use this to change our lives for the better. Let us move forward in peace and in love and in light and allow no one to get in the way as an obstacle. Remove all obstacles. Let the divine messenger bring the word of the ancestors back on the planet, as well as divine mothers. Ashe. 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 Yes. Yes, that was beautiful. Good night, sister. Okay, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night. Peace. Peace and love.